The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with your host, Ty Maynard. We're the starting point for sales professionals and business owners who want to gain more clients, score higher margins, and not be left behind in sales and business. Now, here's Ty Maynard. Hello, everyone. Hello, and welcome to the show. And for many of you, welcome back to the show. Welcome to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. I'm your host, Ty Maynard, and my goal every week is to help you in your quest to be the best you can possibly be in sales, business, and life. And we always try to bring you top-shelf information, key concepts and ideas, techniques and tactics, as well as strategies to assist you in being the best that you can possibly be this year and beyond. And the title of to today's show is Check Up from the neck up, making course corrections part two. We did a show uh, last year that was check up from the neck up, making course corrections part one. And I just think this is a timely uh, time of the year to reevaluate, to reassess. And, you know, we're at that point where we will soon be in the second half of the year. And this is the perfect time to assess our performance for the first half and make the appropriate adjustments to accomplish the goals we want to establish for this year. So what we're going to do is talk about how can we continue strong or either finish strong. I mean, let's face it, it's always exciting at the beginning of the year. Everyone is full of determination and high expectations for the new year. Uh, we're just going to make all of these great things uh, happen. We're going to accomplish these phenomenal objectives. And then all of a sudden, as we get into our year, then we start going through the daily grind. And all of a sudden, life just starts coming at us. Life just happens. Uh, there are personal uh, situations that happen in our lives that can affect our performance, that can slow us down. They can be distractions to us. We have uh, situations like health issues. It can be an actual health issue for ourselves. Could be a health issue for a loved one or a child uh, that we have that can can if we aren't careful can can basically take us off of the direction that we've established for that year. Uh, we have a relationship issues. Not everything continues to go well. Uh, we have things that that tend to disrupt our focus and our thought process. We can have loss uh, of a loved one. Uh, many of you know that I, I lost my wife last year, and that was probably the most challenging thing I can remember experiencing. I know many of you have lost uh, that I've spoken with. They've lost parents. They've lost uh, loved ones, you know, of uh, different relationships and even close friends. And then there can be economic issues. There are things that just plain uh, are out of our control as far as the economy. The government can come up with new restrictions, things that impact us. So it's always important for us 
to just continue to to do that checkup from the neck up. As life continues to happen with us, it's easy. It's easy for us to get tired. It's easy for us to lose our focus. And what I want you to do is use this as an opportunity to get refocused. I, I love watching games because you may see a team that's doing extremely well the first half or extremely poorly the first half. So the team that's doing well, they identify what they're doing well and they try to continue in that vein or maximize it. The team that's not doing well, they try to con- regroup. They try to come up with a, a new formulation of their plan. And that's what we want to do now. And I remember uh, a, a a quote, you've probably heard me use it many, many times. It's by Vince Lombardi, who was uh, just a, a tremendously successful coach with the Green Bay Packers back in the day. And he just said, fatigue makes cowards of us all. Fatigue makes cowards of us all. When we get tired, when we get tired mentally, uh, especially when we get tired physically, we want to quit. We want to give up. And that reminds me that success or failure, as I said, starts with our thinking as well as the words we use. And one of the the films, you know, I I love is The Matrix. And uh, when I I poll my audience in my training workshops, and I say, how many of you watched The Matrix or seen The Matrix at some time or another? Uh, I would say probably 95% have seen the movie, and they've seen it more than once. And then there are probably one or two people that they've heard of it, but they've never taken the opportunity to see it. But one of the things I really appreciated about The Matrix was uh, there was a scene at the beginning when uh, Trinity, she was in the room by herself, and she received a call from Morpheus, and he said, they're coming after you. And he said, you're going to have to escape, but you can do it. And she said, I know, I can. And as she was being pursued by them, she was trying to escape. And then one time she had to do an actual self-talk. She said, get up, Trinity. Get up. You can do this. And as a result of her self-talk, she did survive. And there were a couple of scenes later when Neo, who was Keanu Reeves, he was in a similar situation. And he received a call by... Morpheus and and Morpheus basically told him the same thing. He said, "They're coming for you." And he said, "Do what I tell you to do and you will survive." And so he told him how to escape and then he said, "Okay, you need to go out on the ledge and go to the other side and you'll be okay." And when he got out on the ledge, instead of focusing on what he needed to accomplish to be successful, He began to pay attention to how high he was up in the sky. He started to look down. He started to pay attention to all the circumstances around him. And then he said to himself, I can't do this. And in the next, very next scene, you saw him walking away in handcuffs. So our self-talk, what we think and what we believe is actually very, very critical to our success. And there's a saying I believe in. It it says basically, your attitude determines your altitude. But I believe really we need to add something to it. And basically, your attitude plus your actions determine 
your altitude. And we have to force ourselves to do the right things on a day-in, day-out basis. You know, the last time I was, I was on the radio show, we were talking about something called purpose, and I really did not get a chance to get into it as deeply as I wanted to. But uh, the definition I used of purpose is someone or something that if you had to face and defeat, facing that person, whether it's your child, your, your spouse, your parents, facing them in defeat would be more painful to you than whatever it took to be successful. Facing them or the situation in defeat would be more painful than the cost to be successful. So we have to analyze what is it that I refuse or who is it that I refuse to face in defeat. I've mentioned to you I have uh, grandchildren now and it's, it's just my desire to create a legacy where their life becomes easier. And I want to have property for them. I want to be able to pay for their college. I want to help them. Uh, start a business if necessary, if, if, if that's what they desire. So that's driving me now. It doesn't matter what's going on in my life. I keep their picture in front of me. And when I don't feel like making that next call or I, I just had a, a tough call with, with someone, I look at that picture. And that I, I focus on the reason why I need to make this happen. And that helps, that spurs me on. So what is your purpose? What's driving you to be successful? And that's the thing that you need to revisit, especially now, especially if the first part of the year did not go as planned or you had some challenges that's making you wonder, okay, am I in that? And let's face it, when things hit us, we started doing all kind of crazy things. We started asking ourselves, am I in the right profession? <laughs> am I, should I be in sales? Why did I start a business again? But it's when you refocus and look at your purpose, that's what will re-energize you. That's what will rejuvenate you. And it forces you to ask yourself the question, am I really interested in being successful? Or am I committed to being successful? Am I interested in success or am I committed? And they are extremely opposite of one another because if you are interested in success, you subscribe to what I call the as long as philosophy. And the as long as philosophy basically goes as long as it's not too hot, as long as it's not too cold, as long as things are going well, as long as interest rates are good, as long as people are taking my calls, as long as they aren't giving me too many objections, as long as I don't have a migraine, then I'll be successful. And your success is based on so many conditions, so many contingencies, uh, that they all have to line up in order for you to be willing to do all of the things necessary to be successful consistently. But if you are committed, and I mentioned uh, before that I love this definition of commitment. Commitment means to fix yourself to a position no matter what. It doesn't matter what the economy is like. It doesn't matter what the weather is like. It just doesn't matter. You're going to figure a way out. I'll never forget there was a time when I was ready to be promoted with my company. I wanted to be promoted. And they had this 
award that was going to be given out from the CEO of the company. He had never given out an award with his name or his his picture on it. And they were only going to give out seven of these awards out of 1,600 salespeople. And I knew if I had that award, that would give me exposure in the company. And when it was time for me to be uh, looked at for an, an interview, that would rank pretty well. Uh, so I, I'll never forget this particular month, my vehicle was in the shop for an entire week. So it was a five-week month uh, and a week and a half. So I had three and a half weeks to sell. And based on my mindset, and one day at the time I was selling copiers, I would work all the way up to 6.30, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock if necessary. If somebody's door was open, I went in it. I'll never forget one day on the last day of the month, I sold five copiers. Four of the copiers were what we call cold call closed copiers. And basically what that meant was I didn't know the organization. I didn't know the decision maker. I just walked into an account and walked out with a sale. And it wasn't that I was, I'm not trying to brag to say I was the greatest salesperson in the world, but what I am saying is my mindset, I had a do or die. I had a failure is not an option for me at this point. And it's time to take a short break. You are listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. I am your host, Ty Maynard, and I will talk to you on the other side of the break. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Game-changing technologies and strategies are transformational, exciting, and disruptive for a reason. They shake up your status quo. They get you thinking about new ways to scale, compete, and grow. They move you in amazing new directions. You're invited to take your coffee break with Game Changers on Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time, for our special series on today's top HR trends. Learn how you can become the savvy HR innovator who takes your company across the finish line as you look ahead to the next breakthrough human resources strategy. HR Trends with Game Changers, presented by SAP on the Business Channel. If you've ever wanted to know the inner workings of how auctions work, you'll want to tune in to Ed Spencer's American Auction View. Auctions establish markets and commerce that affect everyone in our country. Whether it's land, real estate, livestock, automobiles, collectibles, or household goods, people are turning auction items into cash in nearly every business market in the world. You can find out more about this unique and engaging industry every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. You're listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Ty Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at tymaynergroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R group.com. Now, back to the show. 
Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. I am your host, Ty Maynard. And to finish the story, what I was basically saying was, you know, as a result of refusing to accept the fact that my vehicle was down for a week and a half, I could have come up with all kinds of reasons at that point why there was no chance of me winning the award. Uh, but failure was not an option based on what my objectives were. And I was fortunate enough to be one of the seven individuals out of 1,600 that won that award. So I just want you to understand that although it may be the, the end of the, the uh, first half or we're, we're preparing to go into the second half of the year, it's not over. It's not over until it's over. It's just beginning. I have just seen so many times when, and we've all seen it in sports and we love it, when a team appears to be down, but they are relentless. Something happens during that, that locker room conversation, and they come back and they win. And that's the mindset we have. Is we still have a good seven months left to turn around whatever may have happened. So let's continue to talk about this thing called attitude. And one of the things we want to make sure we're doing is we want to force ourselves to do the right things. I'll never forget when I first started in sales, we had a, a guy that they put me with to train me. Uh, and the, he was a senior sales rep. And his job was to teach me how to be successful. But when he took me out with him, what I noticed was his model was not going to work. And basically, he left the office late. He got to his territory late. He took an early lunch. Uh, he made a couple of calls. Then he left his territory early to get back to the office to beat rush hour traffic. And that was his model every day. He was always hanging around telling jokes. Uh, and it was amazing the transformation the last week of the month. All of a sudden, the last week of the month, he would be extremely focused. He would get in early. He would stay out late. And his comment was, you know, I need to make a commission check. But I just think about that. It would have been so interesting on what would have happened with him if he treated every day the way he treated the last week of the month. If he had that same intensity, if he had that same sense of urgency, I think he would have blown away every month. And But, you know, so he didn't teach me that, but there was another lady in our office that I watched, and she was an amazing. She was a machine. And, you know, you've heard me say it back before, inch by inch, success is a cinch. And she was not the, the, the most eloquent sales professional I've ever heard, did not give necessarily the best presentation, but she was conscientious to do the same thing consistently. She was conscientious enough to leave the office in time to arrive in her territory by 8 a.m. As a result, she was making her first call by 9. Uh, most days, she took less than an hour for lunch. She always made a habit of making one call after 5 p.m. or sales call. This proved to be extremely a successful practice because in many instances, she would find a decision maker in the office alone. She had their undivided attention. She would be the first to confess that she was not the most eloquent speaker. And, and her comment was this, I'm not a racehorse. I'm just a plow horse. 
I just keep plodding along. And I would always think of the tortoise and the hare story. And we all remember that story, right? When the quick hare took off leaving the slow tortoise in, in the dust by a mile. And the hare was so confident of his victory uh, that he took frequent breaks to goof off and just even took a nap thinking to himself that he had plenty of time. And that's the thing. A lot of us right now, we're saying, you know what? This year did not go well. It's not starting well, but I have plenty of time. You really don't. We have to make the most of each day. And that's what the tortoise did. The tortoise was very slow, but beat the rabbit by being methodical, steady, and consistent. The tortoise made the most of every day, and every day basically gave uh, a bountiful return. That's what, that's what the young lady did. How bountiful? I mean, basically, she did three times the sales volume and made three times the commission that the other gentleman that I mentioned did in the exact same territory. She got back in abundance what she planted. And it got to the point for the rest of us, it was embarrassing to get beaten by her every month for salesperson of the month. She won that honor for five consecutive months. And she raised the level of performance in the office by her example. It became obvious to the rest of us that if we were going to beat her, we were going to have to beat her at her own game. So we planned to fight fire the way she did. We were going to do the exact same thing. So those of us with a competitive nature, we refused to stand by and get beaten every month. So we began coming into the office earlier getting into our territory all earlier, taking shorter lunches, and basically making a sales call after five. I mean, this was war, and war called from extreme measures. And then the, the beautiful thing is by following that example that was set by the young lady, ultimately no one person dominated as the top salesperson. The funny thing is we all started making so much money because of our newfound commitment to doing the things necessary on a day-in, day-out basis that it didn't matter. You know, a large commission check was a worthy consolation prize. And I have a saying, everything is funny when you're making more money. So basically, the first change came was the attitude. That's why we titled this show, A Checkup from the Neck Up. And the attitude adjustment provoked a change in action. And then the change in action caused the change in our altitude. So what we have to do is we have to continue to assess where we are and we have to manage ourselves. There's a story I heard a while ago and I had the opportunity today, a a colleague of mine called me and he said, you know, I can do better. There's some things I just need to get better at and, and, and I know I'm my own worst enemy. I'm the problem. I can't blame anybody else. And he said, well, do you have any recommendations? I said, absolutely. I said, if you want to make this second half of the year better, if you want to make this the rest of your life better, you're going to have to do a better job of Boston Johnson. He said, what? I said, you're going to have to do a better job of Boston Johnson. He said, Boston Johnson? I said, yeah. I said, let me tell you a story. And I shared with him this story that I heard. Uh, there was a, a mechanic that worked at a garage that came to the owner of the garage. And he said, you know, sir, I've been here for a while and I think I'm ready to be 
the the floor manager, the floor supervisor for our shop. And the owner looked at him and said, well, you know, you have been here for a while, but I need, before I can do that for you, you're going to have to be more proficient at Boston Johnson. And the mechanic said, Boston Johnson, I don't get what I don't understand. We don't have anyone on the, on the, any mechanics here named Johnson. What are you talking about? He said, no, 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 no. He said, Johnson is that person in you, that alter ego you have that has a tendency to come late to work three times a week. Johnson is that person in you that has a tendency to leave early several times a week. Johnson is that person in you that comes late back to work from lunch. And Johnson is also the individual who does not put all of the tools back after you've completed working on one of our customers' uh, vehicles. Johnson is the one that does not wipe down the car really well so I don't get complaints from the customers. So my, my point to you is this, he said, once you can manage Johnson, that part of you that causes you to underperform then I know you'll be ready to manage the other mechanics in the shop. And he said, so let's, let's, let's go away, you go away, and let's just see how well you manage Johnson for the next three months, and then we'll talk. So what he did at that point was he started making sure Johnson got up early in the morning and got to work on time. He also made sure Johnson did an exceptional job on each customer's car. He made sure Johnson wiped down, and he talked to Johnson. He said, okay, Johnson, you need to wipe down this car because we don't want any negative feedback coming from the customers. He made sure Johnson's station stayed clean and the tools were always put back. So within a very reasonable time frame, Johnson was one of the best performing mechanics around the shop. And in three months, when the owner came back to him, he said, you know what? I have to tell you, you are doing an exceptional job in managing Johnson. And he said, even the other mechanics are noticing the difference in you. And now, because you're able to manage yourself and Johnson better, I think you can be shop supervisor. So, my, my point is this. I told the individual, I said, I can motivate you for a season, for a very short period of time. But you have to motivate yourself. You have to manage that alter ego in yourself that wants to take off early, that does not want to do that 30 minutes of calling a day, that's not willing to call on that top decision maker in the company because you feel it's easier to call on someone at a lower level. And as I've said before, if you call on someone in a, at a lower level in organizations, as a salesperson, as a business owner, they don't make the decisions. They make recommendations to someone above them that actually makes the decision. I ha- I've had several top executives on the show who validated that. So if you want to finish strong, you're going to have to manage that alter ego. And we all know what that alter ego does. 
uh, your alter ego may be poor on follow-up, and that's the thing that's killing you in your sales or in your business. You're going to have to force your Johnson to do a better job of that. It may be you're not expressive enough in your presentations. You're going to have to force yourself to be that. And as I've said before, in presentations, you should always be one step or one level above the excitement level or the enthusiasm level of your of your audience. So Johnson is that person in you that's preventing you from being the best you can possibly be. Johnson may want to uh, leave early several times a week, and you're going to have to force Johnson to work later. You're going to have to force Johnson to get in earlier. So what is that alter ego preventing you from doing that you need to do better? And once you're able to do that, you'll be amazed at how easy it is. And it's not something you have to say, well, I have to do this for the rest of my life. No, all you have is today. All you have is today. That's the only time you have to manage yourself and give yourself the best today. And I promise you, it will become a habit because we've identified there's some, there's some studies that say you have to do something for 21 days in order for it to become a habit or you have to do it for 30 days to become a habit. But the key is once you can start to do something consistently, it becomes a habit. And by the way, that's whether you do it and it's good or bad. You create bad habits daily or good habits daily. So regardless of what you've done today, you can start and create a new you tomorrow. And it's time to take a short break. You are listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. I am your host, Ty Maynard, and I will talk to you on the other side of the break. Stay tuned. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Today's business marketplace is becoming increasingly global thanks to technologies that didn't even exist a few short years ago. Your business might be a startup or you might be one of the global 500. Either way, you're probably looking at customers and competitors in faraway regions. Listen for Global Reach with host Tay Revez as she brings together experts, ideas, and listeners to help you anywhere in the world. Global Reach is broadcast every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Ty Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. 
Or you can send an email to Ty at TyMaynerGroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R Group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. I am your host, Ty Maynard, and our topic for today's show is Check Up from the Neck Up, Making Course Corrections Part 2. We want to evaluate ourselves, and we first have to evaluate our thinking. What's going on upstairs? What's been some of the things this year that could cause us to be distracted, that can cause us to lose focus, that can cause us to feel tired and fatigued and make us want to give up or not finish strong, not give the rest of the year the best we can possibly uh, and be, do the best we can possibly do or be the best we can possibly be. And we were just talking about uh, the aspect of bossing Johnson, bossing Johnson. So what we want to do now is continue on. And there was a time I had uh, Dr. Jomo Cousins on, and he made some real key points. And he said that we have to establish our mindset. In other words, we have the ability to set our minds. And the question he asked the listeners is, what is your mindset on right now? Is your mind set on be getting by or is it set on excelling? And he said, because we also move in the direction of our most dominant thoughts. What are you reading right now? What are you studying? And one of the things that you hear many of my guests, they always talk about the books that they're reading, uh, whether it's a book or whether it's periodicals. These days, I love periodicals. I love like Success Magazine. I love Entrepreneur Magazine. I love Selling Power because I can take one article at a time. I, if I can read one article a day, I'm feeding myself. I'm growing. And one of the things I've always said is we should be reading at least one book per month or one periodical at least per month regarding the profession we're in. We have to continue to grow, all right? And one of the other things I want you to do is you have to revisit your plan. A lot of times we will write down our goals at the beginning of the year, and the problem is we don't revisit them until the end of the year. Your goals have to be in front of you all the time, daily. Have them where you can see your goals on a daily basis. And your goals, really, they have to be written. If they aren't written, if they're just floating around in your mind, the chances are great that you won't hit them. But it's something about seeing your goals, having them written. As a matter of fact, uh, I think it was Brian Tracy, he talks about how he writes down his major goals every day. He doesn't just look at them. He writes them down every day. And our brain is an amazing instrument. Because what happens with our brain is whatever we think about most is what's going to happen. Whatever we put in our brain, we are most likely and focus on, we are most likely to accomplish. So I say, hey, have your, have your goals where you can see them at least twice a day on a regular basis. And also revisit your plan and identify, okay, what's been working the first part of the year? What hasn't been working the, the first part of the year? What do I need to tweak don't be afraid to adjust certain things if they aren't working. I have a, a friend who has a, 
a t-shirt, an internet t-shirt business. And it started, the business was probably, I would say, maybe six years old now, seven years old. And I'll never forget, they were uh, not being really successful. And then he came up with this one idea. He had one idea that he tweaked on his his website, and it was for the holidays. And then their sales quadrupled. And basically, he kept it there. And it was one idea that took his business from being $300,000, $500,000 year business to a $2 million year business. One idea that he tweaked. And it's interesting because I would go to, I never forget going to his office and I sat down with him and he has uh, this thing on, on his uh, email software that every time he gets an email, he gets an acknowledgement every time there's a sale. So I was sitting there talking to him and every minute to 90 seconds he got a sale. I mean, I heard this cha-ching sound. I'm like, what is that? He said, I just got another order. I'm like, what happened? How'd you do that? And that was when he told me the story. So evaluate what you're doing. And you may just have to change something slightly. But one of the things I always say is this. Whether you win a sale or whether you lose a sale, always go back to that customer and find out why you won the sale or find out why you lost the sale. Because both of those are key things, but we have to reevaluate on a regular basis. And I read this in a book. It was, it was a book called The, the One-Minute Millionaire. And it, it was basically identifying that every book on success talks about the importance of goals, but almost none of them talk about how to think about your goals. And they were saying that decades ago, a successful philosopher named Neville he gave the secret, and he said, don't think of your goals. He said, think from your goals. In other words, rather than thinking of your future dream home, he said, think from your dream home. Imagine yourself actually living in that dream home as if you were already there. Imagine walking in the front door of your dream home. What do you see? What do you smell? What do you hear? What can you taste? How does it feel to have acquired this home? What are you saying to yourself? Actually experience living there. The mind is a tremendous thing. That's the difference between simply thinking of your dream home and thinking from it. How important is it to do this? Basically, uh, you know, we always talk about sports because I believe there are a lot of similarities between sports and business. And in his book, Golf My Way, Jack Nicklaus revealed how he used this technique to become one of the greatest golfers of all time. Before each shot, he created a mental movie of the entire golf shot in his head. And basically, he said, I never hit a shot, even in practice, without having a very sharp, in-focus picture of it in my head. It's like a color movie, he said. First, I see the ball where I want to finish, nice and white and setting up high on the bright green grass. Then the scene quickly changes, and I see the ball going there. Its path, trajectory, shape, even behavior on landing. Then there's a sort of a fade out, and the next scene shows me making that kind of swing that will turn the previous image into reality. So... 
there's and there's another example I remembered. It was about um the it was what's her name? Mary Lou Retton. That's right. It was it was in the nineteen eighty four Olympics where basically the world held its breath when she stood up at the end of the mat preparing for her final vault. The stakes couldn't have been any higher. She had to get a perfect score, a ten or lose it all. She was going to lose the dream, the goal, the team pride, everything. She closed her eyes, and for a few seconds, then she got into position, ran like a demon on fire, and nailed a perfect 10 off the pommel horse to clinch the gold medal for herself and Team USA. And when the reporters asked afterwards what she was thinking when she closed her eyes before her run to victory... She told them she saw herself doing every motion precisely, flawlessly, and achieving a perfect score. There are times in life when everything is on the line, like right now, really, okay? Our mindset is on the line. It's either 100% or it's nothing. And trying and striving doesn't get your brownie points. You have to achieve, All right. The bottom line is, does the ship come in? Nobody wants to hear about all the reasons, all the things that happened as to why you weren't successful. The question is, did the ship come in? So what I want to do is I want to give you a tool that's going to help you accomplish the goal. And I want you to get a pen and a pad right now because I want you to write some things down and I want you to write down and we're going to call this that I will beat myself. I will beat the competition to a pulp agreement. We, we, we are at the second half, whether you had a strong beginning or not, I want you to write it down. It's, it's amazing what happens when we write things down. And those of you who are listening, if you want a copy of this, just email me. And I'll give you my address at the end of the show. But what we write down, we accomplish. What we write down, we achieve. If it's just floating around in your head, the odds of it actually happening are limited. All right? So I want you to basically start with the P. The pulp, I will beat my competition to a pulp agreement. The pulp is basically an acronym. All right? So it basically, pulp, each letter stands for something that you're going to have to do, and you're going to have to do it consistently in order to finish strong. And the first P stands for persistence. And basically, this is the agreement that you're making to yourself. I will persist until I succeed. Realizing courteous determination will help you accomplish tremendous things. So say to yourself, I will persist until I succeed in the following accounts. And what I want you to do, I want you to identify four accounts that you may have found extremely difficult this past year or even in the last 12 months that you're going to give renewed enthusiasm to making your customer. Maybe this customer has some business fall off and you don't even know why. And you've just accepted it. Instead of just accepting it, call the customer. I did that recently. There was a, a customer that I did a lot of business with, and I noticed that it, it fell off. I called to find out what was going on. 
And I got some really good insight. It was nothing that I had to do, but uh, the recommendation was, okay, call this person again because I didn't know that we, the business had fallen off. This is what I heard from the top-level person. Again, call at the highest possible level to get the best information and the best results. He said, no, we're still talking about you. We still talk about your training and everything that we've learned. So identify. There may have been some customers that uh, you have kind of been wayward with. Write them down during our next break that you found difficult and you will give renewed enthusiasm to making your customers. Okay? So it's time for our final break. As you know, I say this is the fastest hour of the week. You're listening to Forget Patience. Let's sell something. I'm your host, Ty Maynard, and we will talk to you again on the other side of the break. Stay tuned. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. How is your plan going? Could you use a little help on your path to success? Why not step up and play big? Join host Chris Ruisi for a show that will help you identify the possibilities that await you. Too many people succumb to just being average when they could be exceeding average without too much more effort. It's time for you to become exceptional. Raise the bar to your success. Basically, it's time for you to step up and play big. Join Chris Ruisi every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When money and tech come together, it can make for a harmonious or detrimental relationship. On Media and Your Money, host Jason Steele will show you how streaming media can work for you to help you accomplish your financial goals, both short-term and long-term. Do you have a plan for investment opportunities? How is college planning going for your kids? Is your retirement strategy working for you? Listen for Media and Your Money, Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Business. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Ty Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at TyMaynerGroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R Group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. I'm your host, Ty Maynard, and our topic is Check Up from the Neck Up, Making Course Corrections for the Second Half of the Year. And we were just talking about the I Will Beat My Competition to a Pulp Agreement. We talked about the first thing that we're going to have to do to finish strong, to continue strong, is we're going to have to be persistent. Either we're going to have to continue the persistence that we have or we're going to have to be more persistent. One of the things I recommended that you do is identify four accounts that you found difficult and will give renewed enthusiasm to making your customers or getting more business from. The other thing I want to talk about to you is 
stands for unlimited knowledge. And basically, this is the commitment you're making to yourself. I will become a lifelong student, a lifetime student of my profession and will commit to the following. And I say identify two books you will read over the next three months to enhance your knowledge and skill level to be the best you can possibly be. You have to continue to grow in order to accomplish your goals. Because as I said before, your, your clients aren't buying from you now because of what you sell. They're not buying from you because of what you know and what added value you're bringing. And so write down two books that you're going to read in the next three months that can give you additional knowledge to help you be the best you can possibly be. And as I've said, I've, I've read books 20 years ago, 30 years ago, that, and my thought is if I can get one good idea from a book, it was worth reading. And you will find amazing insight that you will be able to apply instantly if you read books. All right? So next what we want to do is we want to go to the L in Pulp. And that's listen. And basically you're saying, I will listen to understand, I, just not to respond to my customers. Because we have a tendency where we always walk in with a preconceived notion of what we want to sell that client, and darn it, they're going to like it. We don't even need to listen to what they have to say. And that's the worst thing you can do. We want to understand from their perspective what they're looking to accomplish now and long term so we can make the most appropriate recommendation and provide them the most appropriate solution from our company, whether it's service or products. So basically you want to say to, to, to accomplish listening to understand, I will no longer. And I want you to identify three things that you will stop doing that may have hindered your ability to listen effectively to your customers. And there are several things that I, I can share with you that you definitely need to do. You, first of all, you need to make eye contact with them if you're on the phone. You need to, uh, if you're not on the phone, you need to basically stop looking at emails, stop looking at the TV, grab a pad and a pen, and take copious notes on what they're saying. Take notes. Uh, pay attention to all of the details. Small words can mean big things. All right. Um, concentrate. Pause before you respond. Marinate on what they're saying to you. And then also confirm back to them what you think you heard. Use their words as verbatim as possible. Do not paraphrase when you're taking notes on what the customer is telling you. Because a lot of people say, we really actually say back to them what they say. If they say they're looking for a world-class organization, say to them, so what you're looking for, as I understand it, is a world-class. Exactly. Do not paraphrase. What they think is, oh, man, you're really paying attention to me. You got it. All right? So we, we have persistence. I will persist until I succeed. Uh, I'm going to gain unlimited knowledge. I'm going to listen to understand, not just to respond. And then last but not least, we talked about this at the beginning of the show, and I'm going to end with this. Purpose. Purpose is that thing that when nothing else will drive you, it will. Purpose is so much stronger than a goal because, you know, we can miss a goal, and if we miss it, we say, oh, well, you know, I'll, I'll try it again next year. But that purpose 
is the thing you just refuse to face and defeat. So under purpose, just write down, I have a purpose for my life that drives me to succeed in spite of difficult circumstances. And what I want you to do is take the time to sit down and identify the driving force that will spur you on to success when situations seem impossible. What is it that you refuse to face in defeat? And there can be all types of purposes, all types of purposes. You can have a purpose that's related to your profession, uh, where it's, it's competition between you and your counterparts and you refuse to let them beat you. It could be family. You know, for me, my family is big. My, everything I do focuses on my family. And, and that's critical to me. Now it's, it's my kids are grown, but now it's my grandkids. And, you know, prayerfully one day it might be my great grandkids, but I, I, I have to leave a legacy. All right. It could be peer pressure. It could be the fact that you have fraternity or sorority, fraternity brothers, sorority sisters who are really excelling and you are competitive from that front. It could be the fear of failure. It could be spiritual. But you need to identify whatever it is that when things get tough, you can look at and you refuse to relent because of this particular purpose. Another thing that that drives me now as far as a purpose is the fact that if you've been listening to my show from the beginning, I came from really humble beginnings. I uh, came from what we call the hood or the projects or whatever. And there were a lot of people who told me that I could not accomplish anything of any substance. And I had hundreds, if not thousands of people in my community telling me that. But I had a few people telling me I could do better. So I made the decision to do better. And success is a choice. It's a decision you conscientiously make. So part of my purpose is to go back to young people who are in the exact same situation and help pull them out of the fire, help get them to believe that they can do better. And they will. They will, as a matter of fact. So that concludes our show on the checkup from the neck up. It's time for you to do some self-assessment. We gave you some tools to help you accomplish that. All right. And to help you tweak, regroup and get back on course or either finish strong. And we continually want to remind you that we have tools that can help you do that. You definitely want to have a copy of my book, Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. It's a must read and it has to be in your reference library. You can order it from my website. Go to Ty Maynard Group. Dot com. That's T-Y-E, Mainer, M-A-N-E-R, group.com. And order it. You can order it from Amazon.com, Barnes & Nobles. It's a, it's a hard copy book, and we have just tremendous nuggets in it. It goes into greater detail on some of the, the key points and the skill sets that I talk about on the show. All right. And we also have other material. Go to the online store. As a matter of fact, I'm excited because I have a new website. Go check out the website at TyManagerGroup.com. If you're interested in talking to me about training for your sales team or even one-on-one coaching, which we do, give me a call. You can give me a call at 1-888-605-1040. Again, that's 888 
Or you can also contact me at Ty at TyManorGroup.com. It's always our pleasure to be on with you. Do me a favor. Go to Ty Maynard Group, our Facebook page. We have motivational quotes. I always have some key nuggets for you every day. Uh, if you haven't liked this, do us a favor. If you like what you're getting on the show, please like us. You know, uh, Join us on, on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. I want to be a part of you day in and day out. Our goal is, again, to help you in your quest to be the best. Our goal is to make a difference. So thanks again for listening. Tell others about the show. In the meantime, in the meantime, forget patience. Let's sell something. Talk to you soon. Thanks again for tuning in to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. Ty Maynard will be back next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We look forward to you joining us then. In the meantime, forget patience, let's sell something. 